Myers. Joining me is, as always, Joey Myers and Austin Myers. Sam Middleton's on this week. He's been on th- three times now. This is his third. Uh, Hawkeye's coming in after an up-and-down week. One and one. Uh, beat Rutgers at the buzzer on a miracle shot, miracle play, and <laughs> almost beat Maryland at the buzzer in Carver. Boys, how you doing? Yeah, well, you know, all right. Been a lot better if uh, we'd been able to pull that against Maryland, but not going to be able to win them all in Big Ten play. So, I mean, we're still at 20 wins on the season, so we're doing all right, I suppose. You win some, you lose some, right? Yeah, I can't win them all at the buzzer. I guess, but the <laughs> fellas are just doing well enough to hang in there just to make every fucking it's on it's a flip of a switch really the fans are going to either be very very happy or they're going to be so pissed and the twitter warriors are going to be out in full force it me one of the twitter warriors (laughs) (laughs) all right so we'll jump okay so obviously the Rutgers game was just a a fluke kind of we played pretty shitty basically the entire game but pulled off one of the best shots I've or best plays I've ever seen in the history of Iowa basketball. So do you guys want to say anything about that game or do you just want to talk about Maryland? Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, I don't know if I'd say it was one of the best plays in Iowa history. I'd say it's one of the most memorable. I mean, we threw in just an absolute prayer inbounds pass that got tipped and Wieskamp picked it up in the corner, and then he threw up a fucking... That was a fucking... tip. That was a real heady play by Bear. He did that okay. on purpose. Okay. And then uh, Wieskamp threw up the freaking hand-to-God <sighs> shot that somehow banked in from an impossible angle. So... I've I mean... hit that shot before, by the way. Okay. I feel like... I feel like a lot of people have, like, at the wreck or, like, just shooting around. I feel like you've... I've seen that shot go in many times. But, like, looking uh, at it, like... But not on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> never. You you never intentionally bank in a shot from that angle. France says that was the design play where they're supposed to, I think it was supposed to be tipped to Moss though for the game winner. But I, I mean, know. that seems like you got to have a lot lucky to go right to so, throw in an inbounds pass like that. And then your player tip it even in sort of the direction of a shooter. That seems like there's a lot of luck involved with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Nick, it was supposed to go to Nick. I was listening to the radio. It makes sense. And then he's supposed to flip it to Moss for a shot. But he couldn't get to it, and if he wouldn't have tipped it, that uh, Rutgers guy was gonna, he would have had an easy steal. So yeah, and that, then Joe, being the goat that he is, just in the right place. So I mean, there yeah. was a ton of luck on that play, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, every there was a lot of skill too. I mean, Connor McCaffrey pretty threw a pretty good ball three quarters of the way down the floor. Granted, he's a baseball player, but that was a pretty good toss from him. Great job by Wieskamp, knowing he has to get it up right away. He didn't have a lot of time to screw around right there, but. Yeah. Every road every road win in the Big Ten's appreciated, although it wasn't very pretty at all. It was very much maybe the worst game I've seen all year. <clears throat> maybe the Northwestern game was shittier, but I don't know. It's a toss up between those two. I know. Didn't we beat Bradley by like three and a half points? No, Savannah State. <laughs> no, Bryant, 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 Bryant. Bryant yeah. yeah. That yeah, that was the worst game. Never Bradley mind. would have been a little better than Bryant. Yeah, yeah. just a little. I think what I've noticed with this Iowa team this year is that they seem to struggle the most against teams that play like a very physical version of defense. Like even that's what Maryland was doing and our offense was just completely out of whack for the entire game. I mean, fuck, we couldn't buy a jump shot for most of that game. I think we finished the game shooting 32.8% from the field. So that's something that they're going to have to get better at, I think, is if teams 
play physical defense and need to figure out better ways of getting open shots because the teams that have played that type of defense are definitely the ones that I was struggled against the most this season. I am sick and fucking tired of Jordan Bohannon taking like one shot in the first half and then like four in the second oh half. Oh my god, yeah, get at it. least like twelve to fifteen shots a game. Well, yeah, I don't care if they're forced. Joey mm-hmm. mentioned that last week on the show. He said. I wouldn't mind if Jordan Bohannon just like four or five times a game did like Steph Curry and just like heat checked. Like, all... oh, yeah, I wouldn't Three mind that at all. Cross half court, fucking pull up. Like, pull I know, up. I know. Up you go against uh, Maryland from like pretty deep in a pretty critical spot at the end of the game. I think we were up one and he pulled up from like 28 and just short. Yeah, like he was, I was pretty totally wide fine with that shot. Too. I thought that was going in because he's got. As we've talked about before, he's like the most clutch shooter that I can ever remember playing for Iowa. He buries those shots, especially no, in the season. No so. issue with that shot, yeah. yeah no, absolutely. He can shoot that shot all day of the week. I have no problem with it. All right. So Hawkeyes win that game narrowly against a pretty – they're not as shitty as they usually are, but they're still pretty shitty this year against Rutgers. Uh, then Tuesday night, they drop an absolute heartbreaker to Maryland, and it was about time Iowa's luck had ran up. Uh, Joey, why don't you get us started here? What do you or like? What do you think of that game? Um, I was just pretty disappointed throughout at the, particularly with Fran's lineups. Um, I'm not really sure what he was doing. We didn't see Garza much in the second half. It seemed like we didn't yeah, see Bohannon much in the first half. Yeah, and I just it I don't get it. I don't understand Garza. I, even if he was getting burned down low, um. He's still valuable on offense. We need him on offense. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. And especially on a night where, like, we could not hit an outside jump shot to save our lives. Like, that just wasn't working. Feed it down in the post. I know that they had a couple good post players, especially, uh, fucking, what, Bruno Bruno Fernando? Yeah. But, I mean, Garza wasn't in there for most of the game. And if you can't hit an outside shot, you got to try and knock him down on the inside. And then I think. Cook only had four shot attempts for the entire game, too. So that game was just a fucking mess of... It was a mess of us uh, not trying to play in the post combined with a complete inability to make jump shots, and that combined to make us lose that game. The fact that we hung in there... That's us not trying to play in the post when we had all their bigs in foul trouble early, too. Yeah. yeah. I think all three of them had two fouls in the first half. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I don't know. So, all, our, all of our bigs are like, if maybe Cook, he's, he can sometimes be way too, like, unselfish, which is, like, annoying. Like, yeah. Garza yeah. is the probably our most selfish post, and thank God, because, like, they're always looking to kick out. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. Cook's kind of the same way as Bohannon. He needs to take more shots. I mean, Cook only attempted more shots in that game. He's, like, as far as ability, he's the most gifted player on this Iowa team. You can't have games where your best player only has four shot attempts. Yeah, well, I mean, he, I thought he kind of looked a little intimidated by Bruno. Did anybody else think that? Not nah, really. Bruno's a bitch. Oh, nah, yeah, I, I mean. I, I, I hate him, too. But like I like he'd get the ball on the block, and I can remember two or three times where he'd take a couple dribbles and then just kick it out instead of trying to take him down. I don't know. I kind of got that sense a little bit, but he might have just been like out of sync. I mean, sometimes playing basketball, if the jumper's not falling and just doesn't feel good, and you don't. He's probably might just might not have been trying to hurt the team. I don't know. But yeah, he should have been fucking putting his head down and 
going up. Yeah, and and the, oh, go ahead. I I was just gonna say probably the thing that made me the most sick in this entire freaking game was on the final possession for Maryland where we sub in Creener and he was put in to f- block out solely block out just have a big body out there and he doesn't I mean I, and then they get a tip in for the win oh, and then we had like four tip ins in a row like it was yeah. disgusting that was the wor- worst rebounding game I can ever remember we actually won the rebounding battle yeah Did you I was know gonna that? say we actually out rebounded them we had 18 offensive boards that game too so I just I I don't think that we rebounded terribly that game. It just seemed like whenever there was a spot that I would needed to get a really important rebound, Maryland got to the ball first. Oh, uh, that that Another thing back go back for to it. Fran's lineups. I don't get it. Like, see, I don't remember if it's usually at the fourteen or the sixteen minute mark of the first half, but he pulls out like four of the five starters and he'll put in like Daly, uh, Creener, Bear, Done. and Connor, and and they those they can't score like for the next four minutes we're not going to score a basket so we just pray that we'll hold them on defense hey you watch what you say daily knocked down a three the other night Nicholas bear is your biggest offensive threat on the court yeah not okay Mm -hmm. yeah one of them should be on the court at all times yeah i don't have the actual minutes numbers from the game against maryland but it seemed to me that Connor McCaffrey played more minutes in the first half than Jordan Bohannon. Oh, yeah. And I just don't understand that at all because if you're going to play him, at least have Bohannon playing the two guard out on the floor at the same time because McCaffrey is like he he does not have a jump shot. Like he's basically a, like a non-offensive contributor when he's out there. I've seen him attempt three threes this year in person. One air of them was like, an air ball. Oh, yeah. he, made, <laughs> he made one. And the other one barely caught front rim. So yeah. he can't shoot the ball very well. So if you're going to play him at point instead of Bohannon, you have to at least have Bohannon on the floor with him. I've I got know. no issue with as much as Connor played the other night, but I do have an issue with Bohannon not being out there with him. Like, right. If Connor was fine. He was distributing well. He was making he, good he, decisions. He's a good facilitator, but I don't want him in there at the expense of the Macy Daly at the two like that right. backcourt should never, I could find 10 better backcourts at the wreck. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I don't like to pin a lot of games on Fran. Cause like, I love Fran. I think the fans that are want have wanted to fire him are just the, the dumbest people on the face of the earth. <laughs> but, uh, I like this game. I'm the Maryland game. I might put on Fran cause he put out some pretty dumb lineups for a long time. And then with seven seconds left, that's like I understand you want Jordan Bohannon to take the final shot, but you have him just dribble straight up the floor, pretty much contested the whole way up, and have him pull up for. I think it was just inside the three point arc. That's the play you draw up. You, I'd rather well, have McCaffrey or Moss bring it up, and then have him run some ball screens on the baseline, some Oglesby screens for Bohannon. That will give you a better look than what he, what they had. Yeah, a couple thoughts on that. One, uh, listening to Fran in the post game, it sounded like he wasn't necessarily a fan of Bohannon taking that shot either. He said that they kind of had it in mind, like if he was heavily guarded, that he could kick it out to somebody. But Bohannon's the type of player that wants to be taking that shot at the end of the game. Obviously, it didn't work out, and it wasn't a great look because he was pretty heavily defended. But had he made made it, we'd all be freaking out about it. And then another thing, 
I don't think that they should have taken their timeout immediately after Maryland got that tip in. They should have like tried to inbound and get it across half court real quick and have about five or four and a half seconds left. And then you can draw up an inbounds play from your half of the court and get a whole lot better look than what they had. Yes, Sam. <laughs> That's like my biggest gripe with Fran is timeout usage. And he should have, in their huddle before Maryland's possession, said, hey, if they score... Get the ball in quick, get it up to half court, because they're not they're gonna be running back on defense. And then then we'll call timeout. Like you yeah, I hate that. Like every college coach does it though, but Fran's timeout usage is it's not, not the best. It's never also, good. How, it's how, not many times does he, how many times does he not use the use it or lose it timeout at the end of the first half? Always. Like how many times do we go into halftime with four timeouts remaining, even though you can only get three when you come out of half? Were you guys at the game? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was blew up on Connor when he called timeout. I, mm-hmm. I think it was in the first half. Yeah, after that media timeout, then they tried to inbound it under the and hoop, got, and, we got, yeah. and we had to take a timeout to avoid a five second. They yeah. zoomed in on Connor's not face too. Oh my god, it's like he looked at his dad like, uh, yeah. "Hey, I'll take the five second call next time." <laughs> yeah, you, you could hear Fran screaming about that. I think he was just the most pissed off about. It. They had like literally an entire media timeout worth of time oh. to figure out an offensive play, like an inbound play there. And then they just couldn't do it. Also, Fran's a pretty... I think Fran's not very good at drawing inbound plays up. Usually we exercise every single one of those five seconds right before either they <laughs> call the five-second play. You say you don't think he's very good at drawing inbound plays up? I do not. No, I do not. I feel like that's like one of his better qualities. Oh. I feel like we score out of inbounds a lot. I'll give you maybe under-the-bucket inbound plays, but like when we're getting full-court pressured or something like that, we literally just do the same thing every time where we just have one guy running out of bounds and throw it to him and then pass it to the other guy. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite inbounds play of all time. It works like 90 did it in high school and it, like the whole crowd was like, <laughs> yeah. but literally that's, <laughs> that's the only play he can drop in a full court pressure, but I'm not I here to rip on Fran. I'm not here to rip on I Fran. Am. Let's go. <laughs> get out of here, Sam. Uh, just <laughs> before we move on here, uh, just quick update. Iowa women are playing at Indiana right now and they're up by three going into the fourth. So on TV, uh, Big Ten Network. Yeah, if you don't Big have Ten it on, what the fuck? Why are you just now saying something? What, how come you didn't well, know? You should have known about it. Because I'm not a women's basketball super fan. I'm sorry. Well, you should be. <laughs> yeah, you should I've be been going to war for these ladies fan. this year. All right. Well, so I'm gonna watch them in the journey. I turned on one game this year, and it was the Notre Dame game, and they lost by like ninety. Dude, that game was close. It was like it was like a six point game at halftime. Over, and then I saw the score at the end of the third quarter, and we were down by like twenty five, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? But that kind of just goes to show you, like, difference between, like, the really good teams in women's college basketball, which Iowa is, and, like, the elite teams in women's basketball. Because there's, like, four of them at the top that are, like, undisputedly, like, head shoulders above everybody else. Yeah. That's so not literally because all women are about the same height. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Out. Yeah, so we'll keep you updated here. Granted, <laughs> by the time this is out, the Iowa game will already have been over. But... Uh, we'll move along <laughs> here. So the Hawkeyes have three straight, basically buzzer beater games in a row. They lose one, they win two. Are you guys all right with this? Um, no, Joey, go for it. They they real easily could have lost the last three, and realistically, probably should have lost two of the last three. And it's not making me very comfortable uh, down the stretch here. I mean, Indiana's not going to be an easy game. Wisconsin and Ohio State aren't going to be easy games, and then. I don't know. 
if we lose any more of those or if we play like we did in the last three, I could see us losing a couple more of those, and that would not be good for us. We're winning at the Cole Center, by the way. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I Wisconsin's that. that good. No. I don't know. I don't – did you We're see Ethan hack a half? Hack a half. Hack yeah. missed 11 in a row. Yeah. That's free throws. insane. He's shooting 43% from the I line. I think Helen Keller would shoot a higher percentage than Ethan You could blindfold me. And she's I dead. <laughs> you could blindfold me, and I could shoot 11 free throws, and I'd make more than 43% of them. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. – like, I don't understand, like, how you can't – how you're bad at free throws. Like, I'd probably shoot 50% if I went out there, and I'm not a basketball player. I'm a thick dude. Yeah. I'm a bowler. That's what I am. <laughs> Like fucking, it's not that hard. You get it above the rim and give it a chance. I, it's really dumb. I don't hate it though that he's missing all these free throws. Yeah, no, it makes me feel good about if, like, if he's ever shooting the ball and like you're in bad defensive possession, just hack the shit out of him because odds are he's missing both the free. And like a critical moment against Iowa, it's gonna be nothing but net. Probably. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I, uh, I'm kind of feeling different about these close games lately against these shittier teams because like we're playing defense a little bit now which is kind of exciting it's just that our offense has been killing us here over the last couple we haven't really been able to score much uh we turned it on kind of late against Rutgers and late against Maryland but for most of that Maryland game we didn't do anything we could not figure out how to get the ball in the goddamn hole I think we had what 23 points in the first half like 27 27 that's pretty bad for an Iowa team that has yeah we average, uh, I think, uh, 41 points. That's pretty the, bad for uh, 5A Iowa women's high school basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is yeah, pretty bad. That's not good. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as results are concerned, I'm happy with our <sighs> last three-game stretch because especially in the Big Ten this year, anytime that you're winning uh, two out of three games, it's productive. But the ways in which we've won the last or two out of three have been pretty concerning to me because like Joey said, like we're obviously we got pretty lucky against Rutgers, uh, the Northwestern game, Bohannon just hit a big shot, but we're two plays away from have been Oh, and three in our last three games. And then, so like everybody's kind of expecting or they talk about like the February swoon under McCaffrey and how like it seems to have happened all these past years. And we're, like not that far away from that. If we come out playing like against a Michigan or Michigan state, the way that we have these last three games, we're going to get blown out of the water. Um, I know it seems like, like just for the, these last three games, they haven't came out prepared to play. They've waited until like the last five minutes of the game to start to get some urgency with them. And if that's how they're going to play in the big 10 tournament or the NCAA tournament, they're going to lose their first round game. So is even though I'm glad that they've won the last two out of three, they need to start playing better, more consistent basketball from the tip until the end, or otherwise they're going to start losing a lot more games than what they have. Yeah, it is setting up pretty nicely for their early exit in the Big Ten tournament like usual. So Yeah, we'll probably get paired up with Penn State, and for some reason they always have our goddamn number, them or Northwestern. Granted. We're going to be past the first round of the Big Ten tournament this year, which is semi-exciting at least. Yeah, man. Got, the odds of us getting that double buy are pretty slim at this point. But, uh, ah, man, it would have been nice to have that. Maybe uh, uh, Maryland will lose again or something. But, man, it would have been nice to not play our first game until the third round. 
don't know. Yeah, uh, if you notice that Sam's gone quiet here, it's because his computer just died, so maybe he'll be joining us here in a little bit. But we'll keep the show rolling here. So Hawkeye's <laughs> got a f- handful of games left this season. Uh, what's your confidence meter at? I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, 10 being confident, 1 being least confident. Um, I think the last time we did this, I said that my confidence was at a 5. I think that I'll probably I'll, I'll move it. Actually, no, I'm gonna stick with that right now. Still out of five because uh, just because of the way that we've been playing our last couple games. But I think that we have a not too bad of a schedule to end the season. So I think that we could still build some momentum going into tournament time. Uh, but there have been some trends that have been a little bit concerning to me lately. So I'll stick with my five that I was at a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't recall exactly what I was at a couple weeks ago. I think you were a little higher. You were, you were a little more panicked than us. I thought. Yeah. I'll put it, I'll leave it at 6.9 for right now. Nice. For on the old panic meter. Just cause the, I'm not really exactly pleased with how they've been playing lately. And well, we have some 10 was the most confidence. 6.9 is like higher up on the confidence. Yeah. Like you have more confidence. Oh, so you're more not, confident than Austin. Yeah, but I'm not like too confident. I'm I mean 6.9 still really isn't that confident for a team that's 20 and 6. Yeah, I I just feel like Iowa in the last couple of years has just like led us to believe that we're, we're like just marching towards this cliff that we're going to eventually fall off. So I think some of my uh reservedness and my confidence is just like past experience telling me to just like I it's seems too good to be true like i won't believe it until like we actually get to the big 10 tournament we haven't lost like five games in a row all right i think i'm gonna put mine at uh i was about at a five i was similar to austin last time we did this i'm gonna put mine at eight uh i'm still very calm like okay think about it we we still don't have that bad loss on our schedule we have a good win we were undefeated in non-conference, which isn't really saying much, but Iowa State's not looking like a bad loss anymore or a bad win anymore. And like, it never looked like a bad win. We got a favorable schedule still ahead of us. We have at Wisconsin, which will be tough, and like, uh, the Big Ten's always tough. But I like the schedule we have ahead, and we're basically already locked into the tournament. And I the only Pretty way much, I, yeah. the only way I see it is like, people are still underestimating us, so we still have the ability to climb. I don't see us dropping yeah, much. I don't. I will say that I think that uh, we're kind of underseeded as far as uh, NCAA tournament projections go because, like, Iowa State is pretty much, like, universally considered to be, like, a three or four seed, and Iowa's pretty much riding, like, that six, seven line right now. They don't really get it because, uh, like, Iowa, we have the same number of quadrant one wins, we don't have any quadrant two losses like Iowa State does, and we beat them head-to-head. So I'm not really sure why everybody's so high on Iowa State because their resume is pretty much the exact same thing as ours. Like, yeah, they went on the road and beat Kansas, which I think people are giving a lot of weight to, but also Kansas just isn't, like, that good this year compared to a lot of past years. I don't know. I just uh, got some pretty exciting news from my Bleacher Report app. You guys ready? Oh, yeah. boy. Space Jam 2, coming July 16th, 2021. Gay. Oh, come on. 
who's going to be on the Monstars? It better be Kevin Durant and, like, who else could they get on there? I don't know, but LeBron's in it, so that's pretty much all anybody needs to know to know it's going to be a good time. All right, moving on. And probably a success. Full disclosure, I've never seen Space Jam. It's overrated, but it's still, like, one of those movies that you just kind of, like, got to see, I think. I just just won't watch it because Michael Jordan's in it. Oh, my God. That's idiotic. All right. Okay, so Hawkeyes play Indiana tomorrow night at home in Carver. We bouncing back? Yeah, big time. I think that, uh, first of all, I'm not going to say that Indiana is a bad team, but they've lost like 10 of their last 11 or something like that, so they're playing some pretty terrible basketball right now. And I think Iowa has to come into this game fired up with the thought of that loss against Maryland uh, fresh in their mind. I just don't foresee a way that we don't come out of this game just firing. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll win, especially because it's like it's not possible for us to shoot as poorly as we did against Maryland, and, like, we were still in that game. So, yeah, I do not foresee a stumbling against Indiana. Nor do I. That is some Anything to add? Theory, Joey. <laughs> they don't call him the no. best podcaster in the business for nothing, folks. Shoot. Yeah, they don't Harder call title. That. Uh, could I? Could we uh, maybe do a little a wager on this game? What outside of the shotgun? No, no, it's a shotgun. Oh, oh okay. well, I don't know what. No, no, it's the shotgun. We just have to the do shotgun. a shotgun. Oh, okay. Right? Wait, not... let me get my thoughts in on this game. Damn it! Oh, okay, we're putting up three. We're putting up a hundred points. Whoa! Bohannon's going for That's thirty. Cook's state. going for twenty, and Gars is going for ten. Mark it down. Sounds it's, like fake a, news. It's gonna be that's a, a lot of predictions. It's gonna it's gonna be a big game for Iowa offensively, just because they stunk so bad in the last three games on the offensive side of the ball. It's gonna be yeah. the Bohannon show. He's gonna hit eight three pointers, six free throws, no two pointers. Garz is gonna have a good game, pounding down low. Ten points isn't many points, but he's just gonna have a good game. You don't need a lot to happen when two of your players are accounting for fifty points and Cook and Bohannon. So that's my thoughts there. All right, so we can now move on to one of our segments here, the Shotgun Bet of the Week. So last week, uh, we bet on the Rutgers, the Rutgers game, and I said sure did. <laughs> uh, Iowa would win by seven, and you two were much, much higher than that. Yes, so I, I believe I said that Iowa was going to win the game by 16 points because and Joey if you said, don't bet big, you're a pussy. And I think Joey and said I 20. Said, that is a fact, yes. Alrighty, so <laughs> you two fellas got a shotgun your beers here. Or yes, Joe. Well, a nice, I, crisp bush light in my hand. Fun fact, I, it is the uh, limited edition hunting can. They taste better. Ooh, so, see, that's a disagree on this guy's part. No. Best tasting no, the, ones out there. No, the fish ones were the best tasting ones. Oh, yeah. Okay, we need to bring back some, we yes. need some sockeye salmons for summer <clears throat> 2019. Anheuser-Busch, if you are listening to this podcast, please bring back the fish bush light cans. Signed, all islands. I might actually get a petition going on that. Need That's the viewers a good to help idea. out. Let's, let, let's get the movement going. Okay, like but uh, so there's this new thing called Pura Still uh, Spiked Water, and it's like not carbonated or whatever. I saw it on the TV, and I thought, huh, I bet that's kind of weird. And was so, I right? So Joey's vagina try- little hurts a little here. It. And uh, yeah. so I, I don't want to drink them, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna chug it instead of doing a shotgun. All righty. Um, Seems like a cop, then, Okay, let me let me put the hole in the can before we after uh, the, get going. 
it's going to be tough on a belly full of mango habanero and honey barbecue wings. Oh, Ooh. you bastard. Yeah, well, it was 59 cent wing day or 50, 50 cent? I don't know. But it was cheap for B-dubs. It was good. Oh, it was B-dubs. Go. I, go. I was really... Wait, ho- no, wait no, 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 no. Same time. Then I can give my pick when you two are going. Your pick for okay. what? For this well, Indiana game. Because he won. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, day. and then we got we to gotta talk about the whole pregame thing for the, for the last game at uh Oh, at yeah. The turn-up time? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that after here. I agree. After we yeah. do our picks. But- Okay. Are you ready, Austin? I thought you were a professional. Okay, yeah. yeah, I am. A professional puts a good hole in it. That That's way, what she said. Uh, it flows well. That's what he said? Oh. Alrighty. Uh, yeah. Make All righty. Sure... Right. Alrighty. I'll go when you crack. Let's do it. Alrighty, so Iowa playing Indiana this week. I'm going to go the Hawks by... Uh, I'll give it six this time again. Hawks by six. I saw you did not finish that, Joey. Yeah, Joey, you did not finish. You crooked bastard! It was not as fast as I thought. It was slow, and you still didn't finish it. All right, one of you two want to go for the Indiana game? Uh, you know what? I might as well just stick with my trend of picking high because it's much more fun to bet that way. So (laughs) we're gonna go Iowa by seventeen. And uh, just to make sure Austin doesn't have the biggest set, I'll go eighteen. All right, so that was our shotgun bet of the week brought to you by our sponsor, Anheuser-Busch, the beautiful Bush Lights. Go out and buy yourself a 30-pack today. All right, Uh, next segment we got cooking here is Thoughts from Space by Space Cowboy, Austin Myers' cousin. Uh, And Austin did inform me he doesn't have a lot going today because we kind of sent him these topics very late notice, and... He has trivia night tonight, and he's not supposed to be on his phone, so. Yeah, so, yeah, Thoughts from Space are pretty short this week. They're actually going to be a nice transition into the last thing that we're going to be doing. Uh, So I sent Space Cowboy all the topics for this week, and he texts me back, and he goes, Fuck, I'm at trivia and can't be on my phone. Loser shotguns and Natty Rush, flavor of choice. So I don't blame (laughs) him for not being on my phone, because... It, for all of you out there that don't know, Natty Rush is essentially the exact same thing as a Four Loco, so I cannot imagine that shotgunning one of those would uh, be very fun. So the only thing that he gave me for thoughts were his uh, power ranking for top three people that he hates in the Big Ten Conference, and what he gave me is uh, every white guy at Wisconsin, Tim Miles, and Rick Pitino. I can't really knock the list. Wait, Rick Patino or Richard? Is Richard the son? Yeah, he said Rick, but I'm assuming that he meant Richard because he's the coach of Minnesota. He's got like the most disgusting, like greasy, slicked back hairdo of all time. Just looks like a douchebag. Yeah, probably big time. doing some illegal, like paying his players, taking them to strip clubs type shit. Oh yeah, just like his father. Yeah, right. All right, so that was thoughts from space, and we're moving on here to our final, uh, final topic. I guess it's the. Uh, We're going to power rank our top three most hated Big Ten players. And uh, Joey says he doesn't have any, which I really cannot believe. Like, just seems bogus. Oh, you have have one? one. Oh, okay. Say who it is. Say who it is. Matt Matt McQuaid, Michigan State. Mm, Good one. He was definitely one of my honorable mentions. He was one of my honorable mentions. Austin? Okay. Uh, We're going number one, 
Ethan Happ, Wisconsin. Fuck that guy. Uh, also, but I do think it's hilarious that he's so miserable at free throws. Indeed. Uh, n- number two, Cassius Winston, point guard, uh, Michigan State. Fuck that guy and his stupid uh, uh, headband that he wears. <laughs> and I was really torn on my third one, but you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and send it. I'm going to say Dakota Mathias, former shooting guard for Purdue. I know that he's not currently playing for the men because he graduated, but I hated him enough to put him back on the ranking because fuck that guy. All right, so this is fun because we all picked different people. Uh, my my third most hated is I'm gonna go with uh, Matt Harms, the Ooh, big some bitch from Purdue. I don't know. Earlier this year when they were beating Iowa by 20 in the second half, he was freaking out on the bench, and I'm thinking, easy guy, like the game's over. You don't have to be such a hardo. Uh, my number two is probably the most hated white guy in the Big Ten right now, I can imagine, and it's uh, Brad Davison from Wisconsin. He's been taking shots at people's peckers all season long. He, <laughs> people's peckers, people, people's peckers, and he's just such a miserable little prick. I can't. I don't think I've hated a a small white guy like him for in the Big Ten in a long time. He drives me so nuts. Aaron Kraft, probably. Yeah, Aaron Kraft probably was the last one. And then my number one, Iowa played him in Carver on Tuesday night. Fernando Bruno. That guy was a huge cock last year when we when <laughs> Iowa played him at Maryland. He dunked over Tyler Cook and stood over him. Then Cook swiped away his leg. And then he was just big, big douche this year, too. I just really can't stand that guy. He's a big, dumb man. I, I, like, I, I just can't. I can't with him. He drives me nuts. I can't stand watching him. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of those. Would anybody uh, like to throw out an honorable mention? Uh, I'll throw out an honorable mention for another player that does not play in the Big Ten anymore. I just mentioned before. Aaron Kraft, man, I could not stand that guy. <laughs> Everybody, especially Dan Dockage, just loved blowing him for how good a defense he played. And he was a lockdown defender. No, he just fouled people literally the entire goddamn time, but he was small and white, so refs didn't call a foul on him. He pissed me off a lot. But I will say, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but Ohio State played Iowa State in the NCAA tournament, and he stepped up and took a charge on a blown call against Iowa State in, like, the final seconds of the game and ended up, like, kind of being a deciding factor, and Iowa State ended up losing. Yeah. And that made me pretty happy. So I do have one good memory of him, but besides that, he was a douchebag. I hate him. Yeah, I agree. I- I'll throw out Denzel Ward as one of my uh, honorable mentions. I really can't stand him either. I mean, usually every Big Ten team has one person I really don't like. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, uh, would you guys like to talk about the P.J. Fleck issue before we head out of this episode here? Uh, I mean, I just think that he looks like a douchebag. So that's my thoughts All right. on him. All right, if you haven't seen, P.J. Fleck, the coach of Minnesota, uh, was recently targeted by former Minnesota football coach uh, Jerry Kill. Uh, Kill had to retire for health reasons or whatever, and P.J. Fleck came in after, after an undefeated season at Western Michigan. But uh, Kill just tore down Fleck. Fleck's the big, uh, he makes it seem like he's a big team player or whatever, but really he's a huge douche is basically what Jerry Kill was saying. Row the boat. Anybody got any comments here? Uh, just sticking with what I said before, I think he looks like a douchebag. So. All righty. Yeah. 
Well, also, I don't. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but on TV he looks like he's kind of short. So I'm just assuming that he has like that uh, short man syndrome where he just is like constantly pissed off at people for no reason. Yeah. Uh, so that's and Chrome Dome. Yeah, that too. Uh, and he always yeah. wears the dress clothes under like a windbreaker. That kind of drives me oh, nuts too. Yeah. That's pretty like dumb. A sweater vest type thing sometimes. Yeah. Or yeah, a toolbox. That, oh, yeah. That guy's yes. just a real royal douchebag. Still... Seems like something that somebody that beats their wife would wear. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he still can't beat Iowa, though. Ooh. 30, oh. 33 seconds left in the Iowa women's game. They're down by one. Let's get an instant reaction here, folks. Let me see if I can pull up the game. I was going to say, I don't have it on my phone right now. 70, I don't have a go. Right 71 now. to 70 with 33 seconds left. The Lady Hawks oh, lead. They lead come and take or we're losing. Fucking They're losing. Post. Joey, shut up. I, I realize that Minnesota fans hate Iowa. and yeah, They I, do. Like, I, I don't really hate them. I don't have any resentment towards Minnesota all that much. But uh, I think a lot it's of because it goes, the goalposts. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely because we went into the Metrodome, won to win our share of the Big Ten title, and then our fans stormed the field and tore down the goal. Classic. Yeah, that was a pretty savage move. <laughs> yeah. They literally have a chant, and it's... Who hates hate Iowa? Iowa? We hate Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're I mean, in their heads. I can't. I can't say I blame them. I'd yeah, be I mean, off if that, that would piss that. me off to no end. Um, but we protect our home field, so that doesn't really happen. Look, yeah. Looking back in the history of Iowa, is there one game you'd rather be at? Like if you were still alive or something? I think that might be my game. Yeah. yeah the probably. fact that we had enough fans up there to storm their field and then tear down the goalposts <laughs> yeah. is just legendary. I like watching up the speeded up clip of the Iowa fans running with the goalposts after a game, trying to get them out of the stadium, <laughs> running from like one end to the other, trying to find yeah, an opening. that's an all-time moment. I'm not really 100% sure who, who told me this. It was some older guy. It might have been Uncle Al. Uh, back in the day, the student section, they, they would tear down the uh, – goalposts at home and like they would try to like throw it over over yeah. oh yeah 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 i, I remember that. that as well that's a heck of yeah. a tradition yeah these days whenever uh we win and there's gonna be like a field storm they tear down the goalposts real quick so that can't happen yeah they're really really good I at seem that to remember against uh it was either i think it was after ohio state two years ago we tried pretty hard to tear down the goalposts but those things are in the all right cell. hold on here 3.8 seconds left. I was down two. I don't know who has the ball yet. They're checking out of the, the huddle. I can't load it. Here. Hold on. Bust down Tatiana. Oh, if Iowa won this game on a buzzer beater, can you see it now? No. I can't see you. Oh, there we go. Can you see it now? Nope. Oh, oh yeah. sort of. It's Iowa's ball. Yeah, I, I can't see it like at all, Luke. You're, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll describe it. Iowa's inbounding on the baseline. Or no, sideline. They get it up top. Tanaya Davis, step back three, blocked at the buzzer. And Brutal. the Hawkeyes lose. That's tough. <laughs> Man. That is it. A... Indiana unranked as well. Yep. They were eight, or they were 17 and 10, now 18 and 10. That's brutal. What, Iowa got ranked in the top 10 for the first time yeah. like a decade and then immediately lose at Indiana. That's so, tough. So that knocks them out of the top 10, or that knocks them out of first place and gives it back to Maryland. Never well, forget. Lose again too. Never forget they killed a football player earlier this year. 
tough yeah. look. Tough look happen. for a program. But, fellas, we're going to wrap up here. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. Follow us on Twitter uh, and Facebook. Our Twitter names are at go underscore Hawks Iowa. Joey's Twitter name is at JoeMama2196. My Twitter name is at Myers underscore Luke. Um, Hawkeye's looking to get back on track here with the big game against Indiana. And let's wrap up the regular season good. Joey, you got something quick? Yep. Also, add me on Words with Friends too at oh Joe Mama two one nine six as well. All right, ready, let's ready take some bodies here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, but thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Podbean. Like I said, follow us on Twitter. Uh, hey, Phil Carver here. From, from here on out, only one more home game against Rutgers. It's Nicholas Bear Senior Day. Put asses in the seats for that man, former walk-on. But thanks for listening, guys, and go Hawks.